Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Stanio Smooth here. I wanted to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Canada Dips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Canada Dips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at CanadaDips.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUP20 at CanadaDips.com. It's time to BS. Rodriguez is apparently taking the Timberwolves ownership lifestyle in Minnesota to a whole new level. Uh, because did you know you could get tan in Minnesota? I didn't know that until just now. Because, well, A-Rod looks tanner than usual. That's not racist. Look at it. Anyway, we're coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. Part of the Bell of Sports and Media Network. It's time to BS, and I'm standing with Smooth, episode 210. Oh, boy. Long, long, annoying week. Long, annoying two weeks, if that makes sense. And we're coming to you, uh, to you from, uh, brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings. Go DKNG, that, pfft. DKNG.co slash Bell at 150 gets up to $200 off when you bet $5 or more DraftKings. SeatGeek uses the promo code Bell Sports and all caps at SeatGeek.com to get $20, blah, blah, blah. Use Stadium, download the uh, app over the App Store, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. Hope you had a good start to your weekend. I'm just in a cranky mood. I'm in a very cranky, unfortunate mood. God damn it. Spin the mic. Spin the bottle, if that makes sense, and shit. Um, and then Donut is losing her effing mind because, of course, and we can't have nice things because cats. But that's okay. Sorry about that. I had to readjust the microphone. 
life is good, debt free, blah blah blah. Stitches are out. Not worried at all. And that's good because we like these things. We like when things go together and shit like that. So there's that. Uh, I started also playing Gears of War again for the 360. Opens up a lot more variety with my gaming habits and quote gaming style. I, I like so understand my style of gaming. I have been quote retired from competitive gaming for well over five years. Two reasons. One, back when I was living in Blue Point, uh, the internet connection kept crapping out because, you know, newer generation of consoles were taking over the world. And at the time, the Xbox One was, you know, ruling shit. And I still had the 360. Uh, and number two is just... It, it doesn't interest me anymore. You know, it doesn't interest me knowing that I have to go online and stress myself out even more on competitive gaming. And when I suck, I suck and I get frustrated. I game in order to relieve stress, not add more to the stress. I don't need to do that. Like, I already have a lot on my table enough. I don't need to add more to it, courtesy of existential bullshit. So most of the time what I do is I usually just play, like, Minecraft or, you know, the GameCube or whatever. Yeah, I still have my fucking GameCube. Amazing how that works. But the consoles I do currently own are the PS2, the GameCube, Xbox One, Series X, 360, and the Wii. Wii and the Switch. I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different consoles and soon to be eight. Because I cut out cable recently and that cable box is being replaced with the PS4. Because fuck you, I can. I'm very much excited about that. Uh, and then, finally, the gaming collection will be done. Because I don't need to spend more money on bullshit. But that's literally what I do. I, like, play Spyro or whatnot. I'll pop in Mario Kart in the GameCube from time to time. Or whatever. I really don't like to make things complicated. I do have a shit ton of games. I do. But I also, like, end quote, a gamer. For years, even, like, going back to when I was a child, I was always big into the gaming world. Right, Donut? Right? Right, you shithead? Um, and family would be like, you're always on video games. Like, yeah, because I want to de-stress my life. It's easy for me. And I got... Mass Effect as well recently. That was that's fun. That's fun as shit. But do you ever have that where you're just like, oh, I can go home and relax and play some video games that always relaxes me? Because then I'm also doing stuff that I know I could just be, you know, 
somewhat productive. And at the same point, it's just, it's like how the best way to describe my gaming habits are gaming to me is like whiskey to a middle-aged father. He has a de-stressing element, you know, and it helps. It helps to do that. Uh, And then. Anyway, let's go to the the context of of my gaming collection. I have games ranging from Spyro to Halo, Minecraft, Gears of War, a lot of Sonic games. Good fucking God. Um, And then, you know, Mario's in there as well. Metroid. Oh, my God. Do you remember Metroid Prime? That game was great. It still is. I play it for the GameCube from time to time. It's still fucking awesome. Just roaming out. A first-person shooter in Nintendo back in the day was very rare. And it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, so that's that's gaming for me. So in the BS department, and it's a very loaded topic here, uh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson, who, by the way... Uh, Played Ice Cube in a movie straight out of Compton about the uh, NWA. I almost called the NWO. Shout out to Hulkamaniacs out there. Wait, what? Oh, wrong button. Wait. There we go. He called out the entire AW. Fan base for talking down on everyone for not knowing AEW wrestlers. Like, please educate me for not knowing who this person is. And I posted a TikTok sometime last week about AEW as a whole. And it got a lot of traction. And there were some disagreeing comments, let's put it that way. And uh, there was one that says AEW is doing great right now, and I think you have it completely backwards with the fans hating everything. I feel like AEW fans are the most receptive to other promotions because AEW works with others. Have you seen the ratings? Have you seen the ratings? Please tell me you've seen the ratings, darling. I would like for you to tell me AEW's ratings... For dynamite, shall we? It's well, it's over eight hundred thousand. Okay, WWE draws, I think one point two or or hold on to the Google machine. Raw ratings, uh, three point six, which is. Like 3.6 million, I think. Yeah, this is from WrestleNomics. Right here. Uh, SmackDown did 2.5. Raw did 2 million flat. AEW Dynamite just under a million. NXT. Well, Jesus Christ. It's it. My point is this. My whole point is this. Um, AEW really kind of shit the bed when they start talking shit about WWE and their competition. Like, I understand wholeheartedly 
because TNA did this back in the day, and look where it got him. Ring of Honor did it sort of back in the day, and look where it got him. WCW most famously did it in the 90s. All AEW needs to do is hire Vince Russo. And the quadfecta of bullshit, or the trifecta of stupidity, is complete. Vince Russo ruined WCW. Vince Russo ruined TNA. Vince Russo could ruin AEW even further. But AEW is an indie promotion trying way, 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 way too fucking hard to be WWE. And there are are a bunch of people that I root for. Long Island Zone, Chris Statlander, MJF, and Bronson of the Iron Savages. Hell, I fucking root for Orange for Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. I kind of root for Chris Jericho because he is a Long Island guy from Manhasset, for those who do not know. You know, Sting, obviously. Keith Lee, I want him to do well. Malachi Black as well. Like, there, there's talent that I root for to do well. I'm like, oh, please. Please stop fucking this up. The Hardys. I love those guys. But the argument that says, oh, AEW is the best wrestling promotion in the world. Like, cool, everyone's entitled to your opinion. But you you start going after Big Daddy. Big, Big Daddy being WWE. You better not miss. And I'm not saying that I'm not an, a WWE apologist or whatever. I'm a wrestling fan. But... You start to talk all this shit. All this shit about how WWE sucks. Nothing goes well with that company. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Eventually, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Jesus Christmas Christ. Woo! Anyway. This this whole shit is funny. Uh, Also, breaking news from U Stadium, Cowboys offensive tackle Tyron Smith is not expected to return to Dallas and will be a free agent. Uh, Anyway, so there's that. For God's sakes, people. You know, and that's the earth. I also want TNA to do well. I really want TNA to do fucking well. Not off to a good start by firing Scott DeMore, but, you know, I digress. Um... AEW is no longer the place to be, quote. It really kind of never, it was a healthy alternative. And it's amazing how much, how many, how many things were balanced and not shit when Cody Rhodes was there. Now look what's happened. It's insane to think about. I mentioned it uh, in the previous segment how Free agency is expect is uh, probably going to be a big one. Washington and New England have well almost a hundred million dollars in cash space each, and Tyron Smith, one of the bigger left tackles in the market, is expected to be a free agent from Dallas. So that's big. But I'm fascinated wholeheartedly on what the Seahawks could do. You know what? Let's not focus on Seattle. I'm focusing on Chicago right now, and I'm and I'll talk about this in the next in another episode. But 
I'm fascinated to what Chicago could do with the first overall pick. Maybe they call the Jets and be like, hey, darling, let's say we trade you the first overall pick for, uh, I don't know, a King's Ransom of picks. Why the fuck not? Uh, should the Yankees sign Juan Soto now or wait it out? I think they should wait it out. They should because, for one, it wouldn't make a lot of sense right now to resign to extend him because you have to have the what ifs in the back of your head in this case. What if he falls off the face of the map? What if? What if? Which could happen. You never know. He could tear his ACL. He could bat 110. A lot of shit could happen. You never know with this shit. Um, but I overall, overall, am excited for this upcoming Yankee season. Hell, for baseball as a whole. I overall am just pumped for the upcoming season. I might even purchase a league pass. You never know. You never fucking know. Um, also, I don't think the Dodgers do as good as people say. But we'll see. We will see. So Shane Gillis was on SNL last week, or last weekend, and immediately talked a lot of shit. Almost immediately. Uh, it, it's it's heartwarming. It's heartwarming from a fan of comedy to know that you're allowed to say dipshit or, you know, VR word <laughs> on uh, on national TV and not get in trouble for it. I'm sure he did, but I'm, I'm sure he didn't get in too much trouble for it. Comedy is healing. And that makes me feel happy. Because fuck cancel culture. Respectfully, of course. Um, I understand things you find people offensive. Or things that some people do find others people find offensive. And I get that. But... Just because you're offended doesn't make you right. Quote by Ricky Gervais. Just because something offends you doesn't make you right. That'd be like me saying, you know, I think I think the Bears should take Marvin Harrison Jr. the first overall pick, and therefore I am right. Or that's like saying, hey, my dick is bigger, therefore I'm right. You know, it's it's it doesn't make it doesn't compute to me. It doesn't make any sense. And if you don't like this com, if you don't like comedy, or if it if it makes you laugh, it's fucking comedy. You know, it doesn't have to make you laugh, and that's fine. No one's gonna have to force you to to watch this shit or listen to this crap just because you don't find it funny. I don't care. That is your opinion, and that's fine. But. I saw a lot of comments on Twitter that were like, oh, comedy's healing. And there are like, comedy was never supposed to heal or some shit like that. It's like, really? Really? You are that miserable of a human being 
that you you don't want to have any fun. That's essentially what you're telling me. You don't like comedy and you don't want to have fucking fun. That is what you're telling me right now. It, this, this shit pisses me off royally. How I'm offended. I'm going to cancel this. So don't watch it. So don't watch it. Problem solved. The world doesn't... (sighs) Here we go. I see a lot of people. Most people I know are people on social media. Which, by the way, social media is a toxic world in and of itself. Who think the world revolves around them. Where... You will go into a world thinking that my life is the most important life of all time. That's it. Or I'm right and only I'm right. It's my way or the highway. Those people. Instead of just going on and saying, you know what? I'm one of eight and a half billion people in this world. I am not the be-all, end-all of life. You know, the this circle of stupidity doesn't revolve around me. Okay? I understand that's a hard concept to grasp. But it needs to be said. You are the most important person in your life, but not in everyone's life. Okay? You are not God. But even then, God makes mistakes. You know why? He made your ass. Simple shit. This ain't hard to figure out. Okay? You know, this isn't the... This isn't your TV show. Or whatnot. Okay? You know, suck it up. Grow a pair of balls. You know, enjoy the fucking life that was given to you. That's it. For God's sakes. So last topic before I close up shop for the day... Uh, Sports Cave is going to come back soon. Probably next week. Also, more importantly, uh, Ozempic is, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is, uh, uh, Ozempic side effects on Reddit. This is from a year ago. Um, I worked with my doctor last summer and prescribed and was prescribed Ozempic for weight loss. At the time, I was 38 years old, six foot two, 365, and a male. At, at the time, I had just done my annual checkup and my blood work was normal. No high A1C, blah, blah, blah. No cholesterol, sodium. Uh, backstory to this, I pretty much would just eat until the food in front of me was gone. That's how I was taught growing up. Eat until your plate is clean. It's a habit I've struggled with and yet to overcome. I don't know the difference between hungry and not full. For me, it's basically I'm hungry. And then, holy shit, I'm still fucking stuffed. I could pop. Uh, Quarter milligram weekly dosage. uh, Half a milligram weekly for the first two months. The change was absolutely unbelievable. Um, After starting the half milligram per week dose... Uh, this is where it all went downhill fast. The side effects came on hard. So strong. Uh, side effects came on hard, fast, and strong. Excuse me. As if I ate more than half a sandwich at a meal, I become overwhelmingly bloated. That was burping constantly, <sighs> vomiting. Um, 
Wow. So, here we go. I have seen a lot of articles and videos regarding prescribing Ozempic for weight loss. And it's fucked. Because I... I, excuse me, I hate to, you know, constantly throw my story in there, but I did it fucking naturally. I lost 70 pounds fucking natural. And I did that with natural dieting. And I see this bullshit of like, oh, is there a pill I can take for weight loss? It's like... The fuck? How about you go to the gym, eat a salad, stop eating chips? You know? Do that. This this ain't fucking rocket science, my dude. Okay? Perfect story. I was, earlier in February, 285. Okay? I am 273 right now. What I did, I lost... 12 pounds in a fucking month. Okay, it's now March 2nd. What I did was I fucked around with some dieting. I stopped eating as much and I ate slower. Okay? If you eat slower, your brain will go, holy shit, I feel full. And sends a message down to the stomach like, stop fucking eating. Okay? And... This whole thing can go back to how did you get there in the first place? How did you get to being the fat ass you are in the first place? And this is not saying that, oh, you're a terrible human being just because you're fat. Like, no, like, I understand that we gain weight, okay? America is the, by far, the fattest country in the world for a fucking reason. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You don't need to go to Google to figure this out. Just go outside. Um, and instead of avoiding the problem of, you know, how the fuck you got there, go tackle it and kick its ass downtown and back. You know, go for a walk, go, f- you know, and then slowly work your way up to a run. You know, the whole deal of, like, this shit isn't going to happen overnight, that's true. That's very much true. Um, it's pretty obvious. But at the same point, there is a deeper route to going and say, oh, how did I get to this size in the first place? Like, I'm still 273 or 272, something like that. But I weighed myself this morning at 273. But don't obsess much about, like, Oh, I'm counting calories to like, hey, just eat three small meals. Just eat three meals a day. Eat three meals a day and eat slow. And exercise regularly, you know? I'm going to go to the gym after this. And people don't understand the whole mental aspect of the whole thing. I mentioned earlier about like, hey, where's the root of the problem coming from? There's a deep fucking mental part of this whole thing too. And whether it's, you know... Abusive relationship, abusive family, blah, 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 like bullying, blah, 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 blah. Like it, it's whatever it is, that's up to you to tackle it. And mental health as a whole thing is very fucking important. Um, 
it goes back to another thing I said. Instead of avoiding the problem, understand how you got there and go tackle it. Kick his ass downtown and back. You know? Going to therapy is great. Going to therapy as an adult is fucking awesome. And then, but talking about your problems constantly all the fucking time, I don't think it helps as much as you think. Like, answer this question. When you talk about your problems with someone that isn't your therapist, do you feel better or do you feel like shit? Serious question. Because I think most of the time, probably 90% of the time, you feel like shit. And you don't need to avoid the bad shit that happen, that happens every in life. And, you know, there's always bad shit that's going to happen. This is why I have such a problem with fucking anxiety. Is because your your brains tell you're listening to your brain that's te- that's teaching you don't do the thing that you're afraid of and you're scared. But here's the thing: bad experiences don't always bring forth a bad life. They can teach you to go. Oh, this is not what I want. I want this instead. You know, it's like drugs. You know, you're gonna get addicted to drugs. And then one of these days, your brain will go, fuck, I don't need to do that anymore. Better example is drinking. You know, you have a lot of bad experiences with drinking or drinking heavily. But then if you understand, oh, I don't need to do that. I can do this instead. My whole point is understand where you where you come from. Understand how you got to the place where you are now. It's not always going to fucking suck. It's going to get better. I know that's like beating a dead horse, but like, but it's, it's true. It's true. Everything in the world gets better eventually. Not going to happen overnight, and that's fine. But sitting around and cowering in a corner like, oh, the life, life sucks. The world hates me. It's like, who the fuck said the world hates you? Like, you're a good person. You know, you got a good heart. You're a whole-ass personality. You're a fucking vibe, my dude. What are you doing? Well, just go get get up. Go to the fucking gym. Go do, go do some stuff. Occupy your mind with shit that makes you happy. You know? That's what you can do. And I know I started this, this whole solo experiment to try and just ramble on shit that I can talk about. And this topic always brings up, or this topic always pops up every now and then about mental health, mental, physical health, the whole fucking night. Health as a whole, Jesus Christmas. Um, Moral of the story, you don't need to take a fucking pill to feel better. You could just do it naturally, and you'll feel fine. If you occupy your mind with shit that you love to do, and you eat healthy, you will feel worlds fucking better. Eat healthy, exercise, do shit that makes you happy. Go for it. Go for it. This isn't a secret. This is just, you know, common fucking knowledge. But people want to take a pill and feel better without reading the side effects. You think, oh, I'll feel better. I'll, st-. But one of the side effects is rectal bleeding. Who the fuck wants that? <laughs> 
you know, it's just one of those things where you look back and you you look back and you go, this doesn't make a drop of damn sense. But here we are. Uh, I like ranting on stupid shit every now and then. It's nice. But, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel Smooth. That'll do it for this episode of Time to BS with the aforementioned Daniel Smooth. I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. And as per usual, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all in this life or the next one. Cheers, everyone. Have yourself a good weekend.